You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. third servant didn't know his master. Fear, because I know you're a hard man. That's some people's view of God. Oh yeah, he is a holy God. Oh yeah, he is a God of justice. Oh yeah, he is a God that you'll have to answer to one day. However, however, if you really come into relationship with him, if you really come to know him through faith in Jesus Christ, you know he's so full of grace. He's so full of mercy. He's so compassionate. He's so loving. It's rather unfortunate how many people often think of God as an angry, vengeful, wrath-filled God that only seeks to destroy. While God will exact justice on an unrepentant, Christ-rejecting world, He desires nothing more than to fellowship with those who love Him. In today's message, Pastor Danny reflects on the parable of the talents and common misconceptions about God. In his study, you'll learn that by coming to God through faith in His Son, we learn each day how loving, caring, and merciful He truly is. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 with today's edition of The Living Word. Matthew 25 verse 14, again, it'll be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey, and the man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work, and he gained five more. So also the one with two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I've gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I've gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. And I went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him. Give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more. He who have, he'll have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, if you dig too deep, you may miss the natural meaning of this parable. What is it? Well, I'll tell you one before I give you the main point. One is, listen, this one who had the one talent, and it's not a question of who had the most talents. That's obvious because the one who had the two and went out and invested that is commended just like the one who had the five. 
And if the one who had the one had invested it into kingdom, heavenly investments, he would have been commended too. It's not a question of how much. The third servant didn't know his master. Fear, because I know you're a hard man. That's some people's view of God. Oh, yeah, he is a holy God. Oh, yeah, he is a God of justice. Oh, yeah, he is a God that you'll have to answer to one day. However, however, if you really come into relationship with him, if you really come to know him through faith in Jesus Christ, you know he's so full of grace. He's so full of mercy. He's so compassionate. He's so loving. This guy didn't know his master. A talent... A silver talent, which is what you're dealing with here, weighed about a 75 pounds. In our economy today, it, one talent would have been worth about $250,000. That's quite a sum. So the two talents is like a half million dollars. What's the point? Again, if you just stop and think about the parable, I think the implication is this is the wealth that God gave you in this life, at least from the point that you began to serve this master, that you had this master, and this is the wealth that he's given you. What have you done with it? And at the very least, if you're really born again, if you really know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the point in the parable to me is so simple and yet so profound. At the very least, if you're not going to go out and do anything personally, at least give it to somebody that invested in heavenly and kingdom purposes. And I think that entity, first and foremost, is the local church. And extensions of the local church that are sharing the gospel and reaching out in the name of Jesus. There's one more, and we'll close with this one. The last parable, let me read it, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he'll separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He'll put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. By the way, I learned years ago in Israel that even today, some goats travel with sheep and some sheep travel with goats and some of them, their breeds are so similar that you can't tell by just looking at them which is the sheep and which is the goat. Very interesting. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. You invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? And then the king will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Who are the brothers he's talking about? Galatians says that as Christians, we ought to do good to all people, all people, especially those who belong to the family of faith, all people. 
That's what Jesus did. You look at his life. You look at his first coming. Three years of ministry, what did he do? He reached out to hurting humanity. He reached out, and when he had the opportunity, he reached out to needy people in the name of heaven. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry. You gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You didn't invite me in. I needed clothes. You didn't clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. And they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he'll reply, I'll tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. You know the Christian life is not so much a list of don't do's as it is a list of do's. And it's reaching out. I sometimes enjoy the chit chat after a service and some people regularly come up and they just want to chit chat with me and tell me about what happened in their week last week, tell me about their vacation, uh, tell me about some sports event. And, and I don't mind that. Actually, that's not true. Sometimes I hate it. That's just being honest. You know what I really love? Man, I'll tell you, last night I met a lady, young lady in the, in the lobby. Name's Amanda. Got to spend a few minutes talking with her. She's been here about a month. She doesn't know anybody in the church. Her Catholic father, who now, because of her past and because of her background, you know, I guess she wasn't really welcome in those circles anymore. And so <laughs> somehow the father knew about us and thought, well, <laughs> you go fit in over there. You go visit that Calvary chapel. And so she's been here about a month. She just got out of prison, 18 months in prison. And my heart just went out to this girl. And we're going to get her hooked up with some of the ministries that are happening and, and who knows what God's going to do. But I'm telling you, that, that excited me more than any chit-chat about a sports event or a fishing trip or anything. And I mean, that's where, that's where it really is. It's being able to reach out and touch somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. It's not about attending church. You attend church till your butt print is in the seat and that's all you got. My God, help us, help us, help us. You want to be ready? You want to be ready? Make sure you're born again. Hebrews contains a unique passage that's often referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives you a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. These icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. Their journeys weren't free from trials and tribulations either, but they came back to their faithful Heavenly Father time and time again, trusting that He would fulfill His promises. God used these ordinary men and women to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. 
We're so glad that you joined us today to study the book of Hebrews with Pastor Danny Hodges here on The Living Word. If you missed any part of today's teaching or would like to explore more of Pastor Danny's teachings through the books of the Bible, visit ccfstpete.church and click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of Hebrews. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.